0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Congratulations. Big shout out to Fairleigh Dickinson, FDU, and Toby Anderson. He was on uh, our show, my show, here on on Sunday. So it was nice, so great to have the coach on. Never expected uh, them a 16 seed uh, to beat a one seed. But sure enough, that's what happened just uh, about an hour ago. So uh, FDU, they beat the number one seed in their bracket, Purdue, uh 63 to 58 so now they advance and um let me take a look at the bracket who do they who are they going up against so they're going to go up against the winner of Memphis and FAU and that game right now um is and I'll give you a score uh, FAU is up on Memphis 17 to 11 so we'll see what happens there uh the university of Miami With 19 seconds left, uh, they've got a four-point lead. Looks like it's uh, about to be a five-point lead against Drake. I was on the Drake side. Drake looked good all game long, but uh, Miami looks like they're going to pull through uh, at the tail end. All right, uh, there's some games that are about to get started. There's some games that have already started uh, that, uh, that I really like, so let me get you up to speed if you do want to dabble. In those games. Uh, so, uh, so, first and foremost, um, Montana State. All right, so let me rewind. So, Drake in Miami is coming to an end. Miami is up 61 to 56 with like 12 seconds left. Uh, Drake is going to need a miracle. Drake was getting to. Uh, that game's coming to an end. Right now, FAU is going up against Memphis. Uh, I love. Loved and still love FAU. Um, not sure, again, you've got about, it, it, it literally, it just tipped off. They still have about 10 minutes left in the first. I truly believe the wrong team was favored here. We'll find out. They're up right now 19 to 13. Uh, 31 and 3 in Conference USA, which they pretty much dominated. They've got seven players who average 20 to possibly 25 minutes. Uh, so they've got a good rotation of players. They keep their legs fresh. They're one of the hottest teams coming in. Uh, They've got a lot of depth. They've got good offense. Uh, Their player, their top player, Davis, he averages 13 points a game. He's currently shooting 50% from the field. Uh, They're a very disciplined team. Their net ranking is 10 higher than Memphis. By the way, the Hurricanes uh, just beat Drake, 63-56. to So they pulled it off in the... And and, uh, and Drake did not cover, which does not bode well for me because, again, I did have Drake plus two. So, um, if you want to get in on FAU, um, I highly recommend you do that. Again, I, I just a team that I feel, um, I, I just, I, I feel FAU is better than Memphis. And so, if you're getting points, uh, obviously that was at the start of the game. Not sure what that is now uh, inline in in game betting. But again, I do like FAU and I think that they are going to win outright. Okay. Uh, another game that has just tipped off as well as Montana state and Kansas state, Montana state is up right now. 11 to 10. Kansas state is a three seed. Montana state is a 14 seed. I, I don't have a play here. Don't have a true conviction. Um, I, I lean towards Montana state and, and let me see, let me, I want to bring that up and see what that line is right now. Hold on one second. Um, let me refresh. I want to lean towards Montana state with the points. And, um, okay. So right now, uh, FAU again is up 22 to 13. So in game betting, you're laying five and a half with FAU. I wouldn't lay that many points. Um, I, I think this is going to be close. I think FAU pulls out, uh, pulls it out in the, uh, in the end. Montana State going up against Kansas State, um, you're still getting five and a half points with Montana State. I would play that uh, if you're so inclined. But again, not a lot of true conviction for it. If you just want to throw some coin because you're watching the game, fine. Go, Go right ahead. All right, there's two games still to be played, and they have not tipped off yet that I do like. One is Kent State, and you're getting four points with Kent State. Uh, tremendous defensive team. Uh, they match up well against Indiana. They've got a great guard in Carey. He can take advantage of uh, Indiana's perimeter defense. Uh, they've got three solid road wins this season against Gonzaga, against Houston, against Charleston. And they are you can you can argue they are a complete mid major. I think they check all the boxes. So that uh, out out of the games that are still on the slate that we're watching and we could wager on tonight, Kent state would be one of them uh, that I I really feel strongly about. So Kent state plus four is a play that I really like. And of course uh, you've got Arizona state going up against TCU. Uh, That's about to tip off in just about three minutes. And I like Arizona state getting the five, the five and a half. They look great on Wednesday. I'm a true believer in momentum. So they, they just, they demolished Nevada. So now they're coming in. They're nine and five as a dog this season. Meanwhile, TCU they're four and seven. Their last ten games, they don't have Eddie Lampkin. Uh, they're six seven center, and uh, and so I think they're going to struggle defensively without having him in the paint. Uh, also, they are three and eight against the spread. So right now you can jump on. Tip off has not happened yet. You could jump on Arizona State at plus five. You could also jump on Kent State uh, at plus four. And those are two games that I would take advantage of right now, and also I would keep an eye on FAU. Um, you know, if 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 I would I, I would lay the points anywhere around two, two and a half, no more than three, in regard to in-game betting. Uh, but I do like FAU. I, I do believe the, the the wrong team is favored there. So uh, we've got NBA action that's coming your way later on tonight. The Mavs are taking on the Lakers. I'll share that play with you a little bit later. Uh, I do want to focus, and phone lines are open, by the way eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. If you are a Fairly Dickinson fan, right? Um, <laughs> you want to call in, please by all means. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, it was uh, it was great. My good friend Paul Dettino reached out to me and asked if uh, I could get Tobin Anderson on the show, give uh, F- FDU some some exposure. Prior to them heading out and playing in that play-in game on Wednesday, sure enough, Coach Anderson joined me on the program. Uh, He was delightful. He was great to have on the show with me over the weekend. And so I'm just so so thrilled um, that that he was able to pull this upset as a 16 seed going up against Purdue. Really, really unbelievable and so exciting for that university. Wow. Uh, Really, really, really is. So congratulations, uh, FDU. All right, we've got a great show lined up for you. Dallin Cuff, you see him all over ESPN talking all things college uh, college basketball. He was nice enough to join me on uh, my digital show, uh, the betting show. We, we do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's called Bet. Him and I previewed some of the sadder games that are on tap that start tomorrow. Action starts around 2 o'clock. Uh, I'll play that for you. We'll hear from him. Also, uh, Andre Andre Snelling's Uh, joins me as well. Let's talk some NBA. We just have just a few games, a few weeks left in the regular season. Now's the time if you want to jump on some of the future's bets as well as who you think is going to win the MVP. Uh, For me, I, I truly believe that Jokic is so deserving but now, Embiid is favored, if you can believe that. So Dre and I, we get into that. Also, Rich Samini joined me on my bet show as well to talk about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and the Jets. Uh, and we'll talk some some AFC futures, where that sits right now. Okay? Okay. Um, and we'll have some XFL plays for you. We had an XFL game last night. The number one team, the Roughnecks, they lost the Seattle Dragons last night. So um, so we've got three more games on tap in the XFL uh, heading for you this weekend. So we'll dive into all those as well. So uh, quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Cuff. I'll get you some Saturday plays. Get you locked and loaded, ready for tomorrow. And, um, and, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. And I'll keep you posted throughout the show uh, with the remaining games still in action in the NCAA tournament. You're listening to Week in Wager right here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Friday night here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Uh,
1: my bet digital show earlier today, uh, looking ahead to Saturday's games. And so um, I gave what my, at that point in time, I mean, this was this was earlier this morning. Uh, at that point in time, what my favorite Saturday play was and uh, and he shared with me two of his favorites. Let's listen in. Oh my gosh, this is the only game we agree on, Dallin. <laughs> that makes me feel good. Yes, I love Kansas State as well, and, and really impressive in, in regard to their three road get, road wins against Gonzaga, against Houston, against Charleston. You no, know, Charleston didn't win yesterday, but nonetheless. Uh, took it to San Diego State. So I'm with you. I think they 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 check all the boxes in regard to being like a complete mid-major that I think could make some noise. All right, with that being said, what is your Friday game? Take it to the bank. This is it. This is your best bet you feel the most confident about. What play is that for this Friday?
2: And it's VCU Moneyline. Forget the points, Anita. I don't want them. They're taking on St. Mary's. This is your 12-5 matchup. Uh, they're just the better team, I feel like, especially on the defensive side of the ball. St. Mary's really struggles with length and athleticism and making you feel them on every possession. Well, that's exactly what VCU does. Top um, six in the nation defensive turnover rate, top 20 in the nation and defensive efficiency. They don't just press you. They make it hard to score in the half court. Um, They have guys in wings that can score in different ways. They aren't reliant on one guy to score. They do generate some offense off their defense. They do a good job of getting to the free throw line, have a high free throw rate as well. Uh, And ace ball wins. Last but not least, they got a point guard that's a stud. And I did a bunch of A-10 games this year, and I talked to Ace about certain point guard matchups. And he would relish the opportunity to have other point guards away, across from him and win that matchup. He did it against Yuri Collins, against St. Louis. Yuri led the nation in assists. Everybody wanted to talk about him. Well, wait. Ace went into his building, dropped 37, and they walked out of St. Louis with a W. They, they won the A-10 regular season. They won the conference tournament, led by Ace. And Aiden Mahaney for St. Mary's, a freshman that gets a lot of pub. He's a very good player. I think Ace is going to want to own him. I think he dominates that matchup. I think VCU wins.
1: For me, you know, it was interesting. When Weimar producer sent us this show question, I was like, wow, I really like Drake. Um, I really like Kent State. But let's talk about a game, a match that we haven't talked about yet, and that's Kennesaw State. Give me the points. Give me the 12 against Xavier. Everyone can shoot with this Kennesaw team, right? 37th and three-point percentage. Uh, They could put up anywhere between 20, 22 threes per game. You never know if they go off. They've got a lot of experience. Seniors and juniors who fill out their starting roster. And Xavier without, of course, uh, Fremantle, I think they're going to have a problem. Bad perimeter defense as well. So Kennesaw getting the 12 is my take it to the bank Friday play. All right, before we let you go, let's look forward to Saturday. There are some lines out, obviously, from those games that were played yesterday. So give me one or two Saturday plays that folks can go to the window early
2: on. I already put mine in for Duke minus three. Uh, I was worried that gonna, that's going to move. I think the public's going to be on Duke given their recent performances and recent performances of Tennessee. But don't be fooled by just that. I know that always scares everybody, and it scares me too sometimes, the public money coming in and, and everybody on one side. But when you watch – this is not just a flash in the pan. Duke for the last three or four weeks have been an elite team. They're, they are elite defensively. They blasted Oral Roberts. A good R. Roberts offense didn't score for the first eight minutes of the game. They could not get a good shot. Duke has length, athleticism, versatility on the perimeter, and a great rim protector in Derek Lively. They have two seven-footers. That affects them on the offensive end, too. But Kyle Filipowski can knock down threes. Freshman of the year in the ACC. Jeremy Roach is their leader, their experienced guy that's been there before. He helped them get to a Final Four last year. The rest of the guys are inexperienced, and they lean on Roach. This is very similar, potentially, to the 2015 model that won a national championship. Quinn Cook was the one old head with a bunch of freshmen around him and maybe an Emile Jefferson that led them to a title. I think Duke wins this game. Crushes Tennessee, who cannot score, playing without Sakai Ziegler, their best offensive player in terms of creating the ball, creating shots for himself and his teammates, five assists a game. He's done for the year. Their offense is just putrid. I'm going Duke hard for Duke. Furman, give me the points. This is not I had Furman with the points yesterday. Some people had Furman on the money line as well. We talked about that in the show. I had Furman win in my bracket against UVA. I had them losing against San Diego State. Prior to watching San Diego State yesterday, play a Charleston team that's similarly built to Furman, but I think Furman's better than Charleston. I think they have more play creators and more shot, a little more physicality in the interior to score that way. San Diego State's offense is just rough, man. Every possession down is a slog. They got us to cover City with two late free throws. Thank God that was my best bet. But I'm going Furman in the six points tomorrow against a San Diego State team that I think will struggle to blow them out, especially on a quick turnaround with a very good shooting team in Furman.
1: So, again, Dallin Cuff, that's what he's looking forward to tomorrow. Um, I've, I've, got, I've got a plethora of plays that I'm looking at. Let's start with Furman. Furman going up against uh, San Diego State. I, I don't have a side here, although Dallin does like the Furman uh, getting the points. Um, I'm going on the under here at 138.5. San, San Diego State, their last, uh, the under has hit 13 of their last 16 games. They've got a top-10 defense. They're a team that dictates pace. We saw it with Charleston, and they held Charleston to, to fifty seven points. Um, and when you look at Furman, in regard to pace of play and tempo, uh, they're kind of middle of the road. So uh, so average tempo. So my play is Furman, San Diego State under one thirty eight and a half. Dallin said that he likes Duke. I do as well. I'll lay the points. And you know, part of me, I I. I I liked Tennessee coming out of the East, so I just didn't like what I saw with Tennessee. I didn't think that they would have as hard of a time with Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, they're six and seven. Uh, their last thirteen games, they rank 106 of, on offensive efficiency, and uh, they're missing their starting point guard. Meanwhile, Duke, like uh, like Dallin said, man, they have been on fire. They've won ten straight. They beat Oral Roberts by 23 points. They've got size. They've got depth. So um, so I'm with Dallin there. I do like Duke minus three and a half. I also like the over here at 128 and a half, would be another play for me. Uh, also, let's talk about Arkansas and Kansas. Can't say that I have a play in the matchup, but I have a, a player prop that I like, and that's uh, Dewan Harris, over 11 and a half points. He's a senior vet scores points in cutting and he was able to go against two teams whose defense, very similar to Arkansas where Arkansas struggles. They have an issue defending the cutting action of players uh, in, uh, in basketball, allowing 67% score rate for those, those, those players who like to cut and slash and and feed off the pick and roll. So uh, Harris put up 18 points against Kansas state. He put up 13 points against West Virginia, so i I think we've we've got a real nice number here at eleven and a half, so I like the over for Harris in that matchup and uh and last but not least uh i've got I still have a few more plays for you, but I don't want to give it, I don't want to give them to you all at once uh my, one of my favorite plays tomorrow is Auburn plus five and a half going up against Houston. Uh, they are in Birmingham, of course, we know, so a little home cooking feels like uh, feels like a home court for them, especially with the fan base there. Uh, they're averaging 75 points a game. They're shooting 46%, uh, especially against – that's what they shot against Iowa. Uh, meanwhile, Houston is not going to have Zasser, uh, you know, and he was the AAC Player of the Year. Tried to go uh, in this game, um, their first game against Northern Kentucky, which – I don't understand why, and re-aggravated that groin. And now they've got another player, Sheed, who's also dealing with a knee issue. So um, so I, I really, really, probably one of my favorite plays is Auburn getting the 5.5 against Houston. Again, they did not look good against Northern Kentucky. Allowed 18 offensive rebounds, 17 turnovers as well. So I still have some other plays coming your way, but hang tight. Uh, just to recap, um, Dallin cuff is on Furman getting the six. I like the under in that matchup against San Diego state at 138 and a half. Both Dallin and I like Duke will lay the three, the three and a half with Duke against Tennessee, uh, Arkansas and Kansas, uh, DeJuan Harris over 11 and a half points is my play in that matchup. And probably my favorite play tomorrow is Auburn getting the five and a half against Houston. Uh, quick break. We come back. We're going to switch gears here. We've got a Lakers game against Dallas that is about to tip off. I'll have that play for you. And uh, Andre Snellings uh, will have some uh, interesting insight in regard to some of the futures bets out there in the NBA that you could wager on right now. Just a few weeks left in the regular season, so you got to get on it. Okay, more to come. We can wager with you right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and Good!
3: Plus, everything's backed by their 30 day money back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com. Just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Let alone possibly win it when it's all said and done. Montana State and Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State is up by five, 28 to 23 against Montana State, about five minutes left in the first and uh, TCU going up against Arizona state and TCU is up by two, 17 to 15. You could still get in on Arizona state at plus five and a half waiting for Kent state to tip off. Like I said, I do like Kent state. And right now you could get that, get the four. I, to be honest, I I think they win straight up and you can also get them on the money line at plus plus one sixty five. So there's that. Uh, In the NBA, uh, we've got a game tonight that's going to be interesting because the Dallas Mavericks and the Lakers, they're playing in L.A. Here's the thing. Luca and Kyrie are out for the Mavs. LeBron and A.D. are out for the Lakers, okay? Uh, So this is going to be all about role players that are going to step up. But at the trade deadline – the Lakers improved their team immensely um, with the role players that they did bring in. And unfortunately, Dallas lost a lot of role players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. This line was five and a half this morning. It's now dropped to three and a half. I still like it. And I'll lay the points with the Lakers. This game also has a lot of implications in regard to the postseason and what's going on in the Western conference. Uh, This is a uh, Lakers team. They're one game back to Dallas. So I just, you know, the fact that AD is not there, yes, is concerning, uh, but again, I just, I think Dallas gave up so much to get Kyrie um, where, uh, you know, I I just, especially with with Dinwiddie and I, I just, I think they lost so much, especially on the defensive side of the court that, um that I, I I think even without ad the Lakers are the the better squad here, okay so um I, I would lay the points with the Lakers at minus three and a half um again, I uh, hosted my uh, my bet digital show earlier this morning this afternoon. Andre Snelling's uh, he's excellent covers all things NBA writes a lot of gambling columns for us at ESPN on our ESPN gambling site called chalk. And him and I had a discussion about the MVP race. It's really interesting because, let's be honest, um, Jokic, each and every night, he suits up. He's putting up a triple-double. Granted, uh, the Denver Nuggets, and and I want to call up the uh, the standings here for a second. Uh, The Denver Nuggets, they're the number one seed in the West. Uh, They've got a a four-and-a-half game lead over the Sacramento Kings, uh, but they've lost a few games. And... We're we're seeing Jokic, you know, not hit the triple-double as often as he was, let's say, a month ago because he's missing it by like one assist or one rebound, right? Meanwhile, Embiid is lucky if you get three or four assists from him a night. And yes, I I understand that, you know, and and as of late, the 76ers have been playing extremely well. They've won seven straight, but this is a team sport. So to me, you know, a few things that are working against Jokic in in regard to the MVP race. And also what I want to do here is I want to bring up what the the odds are right now. Um, And that is, A, the Denver Nuggets have been losing, or I shouldn't say that. They haven't been winning as often as they have um they've lost they've lost a few um uh, they've lost a few a few games here and there and um i' am I'm, I'm gonna I'm, i wanna play this clip with andre and then i'll I'll share with you what what the odds are but here's here's what's going on which I find really interesting when it comes to the m v p and that is voters don't want to give Jokic the m v p for the third year third time because there, there's, you know, if you do that, then you are putting him in the category of a Larry Bird. When you think of Jokic, do you think of him as a Larry Bird? There's only three players in the history of the NBA who won the MVP three times, and so I think the voters are apprehensive to give Jokic it a third time and put him in that, that class, that realm, that that room, I should say, that of of, of NBA player, which I think is really unfair. Because I do believe that Jokic is arguably the best player in the NBA right now and is playing on the team that has a four and a half game lead to the Kings in the West. They're going to get their They're going, in my opinion, they're going to have the number one seed and chances are um, they're going to represent the West in in the playoffs and potentially win the championship this year. But now he's not favored any longer. So he's not favored any longer because his team is losing, even though he is close to putting up triple doubles each and every night. And uh, and the the narrative out there is that voters don't want to vote for him because they they don't look at him like an, an NBA all time great, which is pretty sad. But uh, but Dre writes these fantastic columns, and his column that's out right now on ESPN is all about this MVP race, and we discussed it earlier today. Let's listen in. Each and every week, have Dre on the show on Fridays because he, he submits a phenomenal column each and every week talking NBA, and we like to, to recap what that column uh, is uh, is sharing with the people right here on Bet. So let's talk. Earlier today, we talked about the MVP race, uh, and, and, of course, you addressed that in your column. In regard to the real plus-minus, right? Uh, And and, and how you think the MVP front runner is doing, and what did you find there in regard to value and how you would uh, recommend people wager on that MVP race?
4: Absolutely. So when we talked about it earlier, you were pointing out that Jokic has been right at averaging a triple-double all season and Embiid hasn't. But the thing is, is MVP isn't necessarily a triple-double award. It's supposed to be who's the most valuable, who's presence on the court correlates most with their team success and we have a stat for that real plus minus RPM and according to RPM Joel Embiid is actually tops in the NBA in in RPM this season um, each of the last two seasons when Jokic has edged Embiid for the, the, the MVP he also had a slightly higher RPM score this season um, Embiid is number one and we see Jason Tatum is number two and there's another Version of the stat that's not per 100 possessions, but is instead um, uh, including all minutes played. It's called wins, and Tatum is actually Tatum and Embiid are one-two in wins as well, and Jokic is actually fifth. So you know, Embiid is the player who has the highest value in what I consider the MVP stat, and so I think that's why he's earned um, his first MVP award this season.
1: So just out of curiosity, so you have Tatum at two. Let's just say that Boston surpasses the Bucs and and gets that number one seed in the West. Is there a chance outside of Jokic, outside of Embiid, that Tatum or somebody else could swoop in and win this award?
4: Yeah, so, you know, as I just laid out, I think Tatum has a good statistical argument, but in the real world, practically speaking, um, Tatum doesn't have, like, the cachet and quite the, the the box score stats this season, I think, to make a real run at it. Um, if you look at his odds, he's down to like 50-1 to 1 to win the MVP. But the Greek freak, Giannis, he's, as we see on the screen, he's 3-1, to 1, and he could certainly uh, get it. He's already gotten into the race. You know, a, a few weeks ago when Jokic seemed like he had it won, Embiid and Giannis were both relative long shots. But now Embiid is, 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 is up at the front, and Giannis is right there with him. The Bucks have the best record in the NBA. Um, Giannis still puts up video game numbers on a daily basis. And I think the perception, general perception, is that he may be the best overall player in the NBA. And that weighs in as well. So I still think it's Embiid's to lose and Embiid and Jokic are battling. But don't count out the Greek freak who could slide in there at the end if the Bucks finish strong.
1: All right, Dre, it's about that time we feed the people. There is... I know everybody's all in on NCAA action, but there are some NBA, NBA games tonight on the slate. So let's talk about two. The first one, the 76ers in Charlotte taking on the Hornets. They are favored by 10 and a half. The over-under is 227 and a half. Do you have a play in this matchup?
4: I do. I have two plays. I'm, I'm playing the over, over 227 and a half, and I also have a player prop of, of Joel Embiid over 46 and a half combined points and rebounds. Um, I'm staying away from the side because, you know, road heavy favorites scare me this season. There's the, 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 the home dog that, that's, you know, double digit dog has outperformed for most of the season. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. But the Hornets are atrocious defensively in the paint. And of course, that's where the 76ers thrive. And so I could see both teams putting some points on the board. Um, Our BPI uh, game predictor stat predicts this game to go way over with the estimated total over 250 points I don't know if I will go that high, but I will go over 227 and a half and as far as Embiid um, The Hornets are last in the NBA in rebounds allowed to opposing centers And they're fourth from last in points allowed to opposing centers They're really thin in the middle and the last time the only time this season that Embiid has faced the Hornets he drops 53 and 12 on them, So uh, I, I, I like him to go 40 over 46 and a half tonight.
1: I like it. I'm with you lock with the over. That's my play here. Uh, the 76ers uh, third offensive efficiency ranked in the NBA the Hornets. They actually have been playing pretty well at home. They shot 57% from the field on Tuesday. Uh, the over has hit four in one uh, in the 76ers last five games on the road. And we've been talking about it. Indeed, chasing that MVP, he's got a ball out. So not only do I like the over, I'll put some coin on your prop bet as well. Uh, The other game tonight, big one, right? With some postseason implications, and that's the Dallas Mavericks going up against the Lakers. Lakers at home, favored by five and a half. The over-under is 226 and a half. Dre, what are you doing here?
4: I'm going to take the Lakers and give the points, um, because Anthony Davis is probable to play tonight. And in the last five games that Davis has played, the Lakers are 4-1 with an average scoring margin of plus 7.6. Whereas on the other side of of the court, we don't know for sure if Kyrie Irving is going to be able to come back for the Mavs. He hasn't played in three games. Neither he nor Luca have played in the last three games. But even before, when they were both playing, um, the the Mavs still weren't winning. You know, they were, I want to say, 2-4 in their last six games. And so, and that was with both Kyrie and Luca playing. We know Luca's out and Kyrie is iffy. He hasn't played in three games. He made it through a practice yesterday. He may play, but the Lakers, you know, when Davis is playing, it seems like it's all come together. And so uh, I I like them uh, tonight, even given the points, even if Kyrie plays and um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out on the court.
1: Yeah I'm on the Lakers side tonight uh, for a number of reasons right like Western Conference uh, significance. This is the Lakers team ever since the trade deadline Dre, as we know they've done extremely well. Um, you know they're one game back to Dallas so there's an ad- added motivational factor there you talked about how no Luca even if uh, Kyrie plays he's dealing with a foot issue uh, you know what percentage will he be 75 80 percent and the way that The Dallas Mavericks defense matches up against what the Lakers are doing well. And you talked about AD averaging 24 points, 14 rebounds, two assists a game. The Lakers, they're scoring 39% of their points are around the rim. Meanwhile, Dallas defensively, they rank 20th in rim rim percentage shooting to their opponents. So they're not a good rim protecting team. So I think AD very well could go off tonight as well. So. Um, I do like the Lakers. Uh, Dre, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great weekend. Uh, good luck with all your NBA plays. And uh, we'll see you next week. Oh. Again, that's Andre Snellings. Uh, by the way, that Lakers-Mavs uh, game just tipped off. And Anthony Davis is active. How about that? So uh, it's uh, he's already put up two points. So that's fantastic. If you can get on this Lakers line, I would. Again, it, it, it opened up around five, five and a half. It's down to two and a half. And so I would jump on that right now. Uh, when we come back, I'll get you up to speed on some of the uh, the scores, uh, not just in the NBA, but also in college basketballs. There are several games that are still happening right now. And uh, I will share with you some more of the Saturday plays that I like heading into tomorrow. So um, So stay tuned. Uh, We'll have all that for you next. We can wager right here on 90.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.